Hello, everyone, and welcome to Come on, Aline with Hannah and Karen, a podcast by two long-distance best friends from Germany and England. In the pod with us, you'll get a dose of what life is like in this coronavirus crisis with a healthy portion of humour. Some episodes are just the two of us, but we frequently have international guests providing fascinating insights into how the crisis is in different parts of the world. Stay tuned and enjoy. COVID-19, stuck in quarantine. Let's get on with the talk. What's been up? Not much, not much. I'm just chilling. I am achy today. Achy? I was on my feet for 14 hours yesterday. True, yesterday you worked forever. Uh, yes, but it was okay. I didn't mind it, in, like particularly. But I, yeah, it was long. <laughs> yeah. My so how was the warehouse job? Did you find any hot guys again? No. Well, it's actually at a different warehouse this time. But no, no hot guys. But I, I mean, was it I even worth it then? No. Good point. No. no, I did work with this one nice girl though. She was 18. She was chill, it was nice. But like, we both reached a point at 10 pm that we thought, mm, yeah, we want our beds now. Um, but it's okay, it was all right. It was, I'm, I'm happy I did it. And that's the, the warehouse shift is the one with weekly pay. So, mm-hmm. payday next week? <laughs> Actually, two paydays next week. Oh, is it payday today? Oh! <laughs> I think it's payday. Excitement. Sorry, I just realized. How are you? I'm doing well. I mean, I just called my family and my mom and I realized there's so much more money on our account since. And I said, like, actually, I still spent the same, I say, on food, for example. But apparently there's so much small shit that you don't buy now. Yeah. I don't know. My money's still with me, in what? me pockets. <laughs> yeah. How expensive was your, you have to give me a number, but how expensive was the juice cleanse? Like, was that, you had to buy a lot of veg then. Yeah, it? totally. And I, so Angie, it's Angie, she like goes through all offers and like went mm-hmm. to three different stores to get the offers, which is fair oh. enough. And I recommend everyone to do it. I'm just too lazy for that. And I still have to work. I can't like browse through <laughs> the offers all day. Yeah. And I ain't going to three grocery stores. Uh, so um, <laughs> I think I around 80, but that's like three days of full on veg. And you have to think like one juice with maybe three carrots, mm. water, pineapple, ginger, mm. cumin, you know. Oh. Like, Do you know what? The other day I thought about your bruschetta one again. <laughs> no. But then, you, yeah. Eight, eight euros, three days of like the standard is what three meals a day plus snacks, like five things. That's 15. Mm. Eight, you divide by 15. Can't do it quickly, but I would say that's not a bad price. Yeah, and then you know, like you cleanse yourself. I don't know. I feel good. Mm. Whatever. I tried it out. But I realized you were still saying, ah, oh, my skin is bad, right? Hmm. I think, and I was speaking to Daisy about this, because she was also saying, my skin is bad, but we've been eating, like, good. And we think, we're hypothesizing, we're not sure if this is, <laughs> you know, fact. 
but because our body is now getting rid of all the bad stuff because we're eating so good but like now that's really maybe what happened to you as well with all like it's all coming out <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah first when you detox it's getting worse and then better exactly. so yeah yeah but it's friday and technically it's your day off now yeah it's my day but off, you work today I, we had a training because, surprise, we're now uh, canceling all September events all over Europe. And guess what? I'm going to go again. Like, going to go through contracts, call them, try to be smart and outsmart them and be like, no, we ain't paying. <laughs> so, uh, negotiations again and trying to move it. No, actually, we're not moving. This time, it's just proper canceling because all these events are going to be virtual. Okay. Um, yeah lucky me <laughs> so it's like a training on how to do all that or just a different training yeah we had just a training on the virtual um no not for the virtual events because the first one the first one is in one and a half weeks okay like an event in austria and yeah so many people need to be like on site on site on on the laptops for that um so to just personally like host everyone and greet everyone and yeah yeah so that's just interesting that's an interesting part but um yeah i don't know it's it's weird how do you think the whole thing develops like i'm, I'm very unsure i keep thinking and i'm actually sure there's going to be a second like way fitting us because now everyone thinks oh cool we are like we are being less strict now so let's socialize and then Germany, the shops open again, so under 800 square meters, which still is yeah. many shops in the end. So people just, you know, buy this, buy that. But you don't need a handbag now. You're not, you don't need to show off like a new clutch. Yeah. I don't know. Like, don't stay inside. People that. stop going shopping. Yeah. But I was surprised because I went, where did I go? Oh, I think just even cycling to work. Uh, yeah, yesterday morning or a couple of days ago. And there's so many people outside. Oh, no, I was on a walk. I was on a walk, just, you know, getting my daily walk. walk. And sure. there was so many people. And I just thought, okay, I mean, families as well. You can't blame them for being big groups. But why? It's, it's, I thought, I really thought people realized that this was the new normal. But it seems like they've just no. taken it, ignoring it. And now they're like, ah, oh, screw it. But it's just, it's so... I actually was speaking to my dad about this as well because he's listened to our podcast, obviously. And he was really, he's picked up, sorry, that in all like the European episodes, we're saying, why haven't maybe the West acted faster? Mm -hmm. And then Daniel comes on and says, yeah, Taiwan is fine, basically. Right. Yeah. It's just like, why? The things that happened in the East, if they happen, like, I feel like it just can't be applied to the West. But why is that? I think it has a lot to do. And I think that's also what culture in a way. I mean, they had SARS <laughs> and, you know, it's like almost like developing and developed countries. You made mm -hmm. your experiences and you grow with them. Yeah. And I think now it's just the other way around. Like, well, not really the other way around, but we're just not having had the experience with those kind of viruses in a big grand scale grand yeah. scheme of things on the ground <laughs> going back to some internal jokes from last episodes 
um i think it's it's just really experience and then just maybe a little bit the ego of europe like this can't happen to us an ego thing honestly or just they wouldn't consider it there's been so many things on the plate i i get it like you're not prepared for everything i'm not even blaming anyone but it's of course you should be prepared but do you now spend money on like building more hospitals that can can handle things that we're not even having yet or do you spend money on developing the current school systems and other projects going on you know yeah that's also something my dad mentioned about the schools like how curacao what's the point in shutting down the schools if the people at home aren't educated like the parents i still find that so interesting they can't even support their kids if they needed to because they might not have been to school that was that was the one sentence that stay stayed with me yeah stuck with me stuck with me stuck with you yeah yeah so that's been really interesting i don't know i'm actually generally this uh, talking to all these people that's uh, it's been great i don't know I so just much input. yeah and i really at this point i don't see an end anymore i really thought and maybe that is just a I don't know if it's optimistic or just downright delusional that, okay, by the summer, not that it would be better. I knew it wouldn't be better. Yeah. But, but we talked, we talked, we're, we're, we're going to be done by this with some, we're still having the summer. Yeah, that's what we said. Yeah. Under control. And now I really, I think it's more like when you hear events are being canceled and for a longer period. And then there's also talks in the UK, actually, that's a little update um, of, lockdown measures until around December time mm. they're not on full lockdown but this isolation measures till December and I thought it ain't even May <laughs> it, it, it ain't no it ain't I know um, but I think it will and there, there that's the thing what is normal but I don't think it will go back to what has been before totally I don't know if I will go back to proper hugging or shaking hands ever you know, like ever is a little exaggerated, but I think it's um, going to stick with us a while. Yeah, because you'll have this in your mind and you'll, it will take time and a longer period of time for that yeah. to be, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, and I think we are opening up our, just it's going to be tiny things, like we are opening our horizon, um, our eyes, <laughs> we're broadening our horizon more. Like, you know, now in Germany, there in some cities have mask, uh, the obligation to wear masks now, mask duty. What's it called? Yeah. yeah. Mask duty, I'm on mask duty now. We have to wear masks. <laughs> so, and we're always, we're not always, but it's like a thing, oh, like Asians wear a lot of masks. Why would they wear masks? Come on. Like we talked about this with Daniel, how it's like a, mm-hmm. seems like a, thing for germans to like oh it's okay this cold can't kill me i'm gonna work anyway i think that's a big thing in america actually because of the the um health system it was very interesting to see when i had something or my host parents they would eat an orange they would not go to a doctor because it was just so you know they and they were well off but it's just a thing you you wouldn't do that if it wasn't necessary that's very true and you went to work no matter what happened and now i think i mean now that you see germans walking around with masks what has happened what yeah that's actually is it then a thing like the west is selfish and the east is selfless 
in a way because i wouldn't say so necessarily it's just that's no nice. that's just like in one character trait i think with health yeah it's been like more maybe also because of the past learnings like yeah. it might not just be a cold in those well, sense mean, less selfish less because yeah. i mean like in daniel saying yeah people think that they're wearing masks because they're like think of the air pollution and that's a contribution a contributory factor but they're actually wearing it because they think they might make other people sick because they have like a little cough or something. Although like in Vietnam, it was purely, purely, um, when I was in Vietnam, purely masks because of air pollution. Oh, that's good news. We can lighten this up. Good news. There has been recorded a, this is scientifically proven, but I can't remember off the top of my head, the company, but they've made like a COVID-19 pollution weather report. And in some cities, like of the most polluted cities, it's gone down 60%. Mm-hmm. In Isn't Mumbai, that crazy? Yeah, Mumbai has gone down 60%. Uh, London is down, but not as significantly. I think like only 15%, but then only 15%. That's still sick. Yeah. Um, Hong Kong has uh, yeah. improved a lot. I can't give you any numbers, though. It's just No, but... Oh, it's just so great. Round of applause. Round of applause for everybody. Doing well. <laughs> no, it's it's really good. It's just, yeah. On the other hand, though, um, the it is the case that it's just climate change. I haven't heard much on the news now, but everyone that, you know, knows a little bit about agriculture and farming and what's going on, it's way too dry. My parents, I yeah. say, I mean, my parents are just, you know, they have their own garden, but everyone says it hasn't rained in ages and it's a yeah. big problem. Last year, we already, I can only talk for Germany right now, we had big trouble um, mm. looking at grain, um, mm. the amount of grain we could harvest. Um, if that keeps going, <laughs> that's another whole other topic now. So yeah. climate change is still there. But now I'm wondering, like, this is so good for the climate, right? like the, the, the current situation. So technically we're doing a lot now without wanting to do it. Yeah. So now I'm wondering what else, like what else could there be that climate activists want now? I, I get it. They want like fixed guidelines, but it's it's been like something I thought about because I saw a lot of activists posting, like let's not forget this is still mm-hmm. happening. And then I was like, oh, but so much has happened. So now I would be interested in and curious about what, what, what's the plan what's the thinking because still that's a good point yeah actually and also well, you can't just make it rain like the problems are here now and they're not just fixed by <laughs> easier in that sense because you can get people off the roads mm-hmm. well now it's in that with the pandemic um but yeah how do you make it rain <laughs> like, rain do a rain dance do a rain dance yeah it's a little oh my god Mm. things are happening speaking of the east and the west and the differences today's guest we have another person from southeast asia Mm -hmm. this time um we can say her name mo uh, a friend of mine who has her own startup in thailand she lives yeah uh, well she I don't know exactly. She lives across Thailand, basically. She moves around with her company and she has friends and connections everywhere. And she has 
stared this pandemic in the face and just decided she didn't want to sit back and just think uh, and look back in the future basically and realize what could have could I have done to help out so she sort of took matters into her own hands and started her own little like delivery company she will elaborate on that but tell us how you met her hi <laughs> so yeah no when I was studying abroad in Thailand she technically was a guest lecturer of our international relations course she's obviously connected with my tutor at some point so she came in to give a class and then I stalked her on LinkedIn and connected with her and then I think she came back to the uni again at another date and she'd got along with all of us so we just sort of were just hanging around connecting super like she's just so open-minded so friendly welcoming and then we just stayed connected and then she's also visited Europe since so we met up in Europe as well in Amsterdam last year so that's how I know her really mm -hmm. quite cool it's a small it's quite world cool. and she yeah. she'll give us a great insight and something completely new more an entrepreneurial base and yeah. obviously a Thai, uh, Thai, Thailand perspective just wanted to yeah. say Taiwan but that was <laughs> Daniel that was also this week so pre-recorded Daniel on Monday and then we had Moan for Thailand on Tuesday so a lot has happened and now yeah we're here to introduce Mo. I enjoy think. the episode. Exactly enjoy the episode guys. What's up? Hey how are you? I'm good how are you guys? Good, yeah, also very good. Yeah, Mo, thank you so much for taking your time. No worries. Um, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be fun. I mean, I I checked out a few of your podcasts as well, and it's 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 nice to like actually starting something to to create some positive vibe during this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the aim. Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting for me because we have never met personally, but also for the listeners. Why don't you just go ahead and like, you know, introduce yourself, tell a little about yourself. Yeah, sure. So my name is Mo. It means watermelon. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so nice. Um, but, but yeah, that's not the point. The point is, no, okay, let me start again. Uh, my name is Mo. I'm from Thailand. I am now based in Bangkok and running um, a grocery delivery service called Happy Grocers. Um, so yeah, it's basically a service where we want to support people who live in the city to have access to nutritious food during the lockdown because lockdown in Bangkok is quite serious. And also for farmers and fishermen who still um, are able to distribute their like vegetable and fish and meats as well. Because in many city lockdowns really affect um, how, so we usually have like fresh market and because of the lockdown, people don't go to markets as much anymore. So us pro um, providing this service and connect with them directly to the customers really help them. So yeah, that's, nice. that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> cool. So are you also based in Bangkok then? Yeah, that's what you said. Um, like I was based in the south of Thailand before for, for two months because I started another project on community-based tourism. So it's really about like, creating an experience where travelers can come and really learn about the culture, really immerse themselves into the nature and for the community to learn from the, from the travelers as well. But then we, we actually were so close to start our first experience, but then the corona hit really hard in Thailand. 
Oh, no. uh, yeah. So it, it started with first with the concern that we don't want to take the risk of having people from outside the community to come to into the community because the community was like pretty safe because people don't travel that much uh, to outside, especially abroad. And we also have lots of elders as well. So I was like, so I was more concerned of getting people in the community infected. But mm-hmm. then um, some of the islands in, in the same province were locked down. And then that's when we knew that maybe this is not going to happen like we expected because things started to get serious. And yeah, one month later, no travel, no international travel or domestic travel that much anymore. No parties. Not no parties. <laughs> nothing. So nothing. So give us maybe a little overview of like what are the measures in uh in thailand in general um so basically the main thing is that we have a curfew so after 10 p.m if you are outside of your house on mostly the main road you're going to be fine for like um 40,000 baht which is about 1,500 euros i think okay for that and people would actually got fine for that because they take this really seriously um, the other thing is that we really like promote people to to stay at home and do social distancing. So yeah, many businesses get affected by that, especially like small vendors, because um, of course they need people to get out of their house to buy their stuff. Um, but the most heartbreaking things is happening here is that although this is the government kind of like promote people to stay at home so that we can stop the virus. There are still lots of people who still have to come out and work because they just cannot stay home and not work. They just cannot afford to do that. So you still can see like motorcycle taxi driver or small vendors coming out and sell their things because they just can't stay home and not make money. And uh, another thing that the government is trying to help, which I am not really happy with is that they give this um, stipend for for citizens for 5,000 baht a month, which is around, how much is that? 200 euros um, for people, so for like Thai citizen basically. And apparently uh, they require people to go register in the system in order to get this money, which also means that this is kind of like a screening for people who don't have access to internet or don't know how to use or navigate the internet to register that. True. So, so that's like one barrier, right? Another barrier is that you have to fill out your information and then the government would um, make a decision if you would get it again. So like some people who actually really suffer, they don't get the money just because their proposal didn't get through. Um, so that's, that's pretty bad. And I, I assume that that happens because the government have a limited amount of money for this um, support. And apparently there are more people who would like to receive that support than the amount of money that they have. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm like smiling right now. I'm like, I'm crying inside. <laughs> No, it's something really strange to think about. You would think that the government would just support everyone because it's not that anyone's at fault for this. It's a global thing. It's a... Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, 
I hope this podcast wouldn't get like reported because I say too much fact about Thailand. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. You you can you can like do that. I would mm-hmm. be really happy if they hear this. Maybe they understand. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway, quite strict over there. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like ideally, the government is supposed to be the one who supports us during this time, right? Um, I mean, they do. Let's say, like the healthcare personnel, they they work really hard for this. My mom is a nurse; she works really hard for this too. Mm-hmm. But like other aspects of of the welfare that we're supposed to get from the government is not really effective now. I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, I'm pretty happy with how the, the healthcare system here works, though. Okay. Um, but yeah. Does everyone then, have? Yeah, sorry. sorry. Does no, everyone have access to healthcare? Or yeah, yeah, okay. we have universal okay. healthcare. Yeah. So, so yeah, you you basically if you don't if you are not employed by anybody, you don't you are not under anyone's payroll, then you get access to universal healthcare. Which costs like one dollar, and then you have access to like all of these services. Like okay. my brother got, got like a huge operation when he got in an accident, and he paid like thirty baht for that. Oh, nice! <laughs> but then, um, but then he pays more for the like the special accommodation. Okay, that's the word. Yeah, for that. I guess I guess that's like the business model where where the the hospital would charge for people who pay extra for the room so that they can pay for the universal health care. Okay, so so you get charged more for actually staying at the hospital instead of just the treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like a special room. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it seems like you so you're not completely happy with how it's handled in, in Thailand, but then you you know you've taken it in your own hands. You talked a little about your uh, yeah your project before um tell us a little more about it when when did you start setting that up um so this started less than a month ago actually 27th of march um and it started because i was like i was in the south being so saved and all that and then i i started to realize that that i wouldn't be happy looking at myself like looking back to myself and not contributing to anything at all during the corona because i think it's such a big event in our history um and i'm just like okay fuck it i'm gonna start this and then i but but like during that time i always knew that there's a possibility for this business model where where commerce and fishermen can just directly get connected with the customers but yeah i just actually starting it because of corona then i packed my bag come to bangkok so I have a friend who is also really good at logistics as well um, and we also knew, knew the you know, we also know the suppliers as well so it's just like everything is like there already we just connect them all together and also because I I don't really like want to wait for for the government to to do it because <laughs> I mm-hmm. think they might not do it <laughs> yeah. yeah take the matters yeah. into your own hands that's a big That's- <laughs> That is crazy, though. That is a very like short amount of time that you set this up because you also have a yeah. website. It seems like it's you know it's all planned out. It's a makes a lot of sense. Did the rural community connection help you out there, or like did that already? Was that a good basis already? Since you were in um, that community I mean, and you talked about farmers and fishermen. 
actually the community I was in right before I started, um, they're more more into tourism. But I but before that we also worked a lot with farmers. So it's the old connection that we get to work with. Yeah. And uh, is also like my friend's connection. She she grew up in Bangkok. I'm not from Bangkok by the way. She grew up in Bangkok, so she knew lots of people who, who like work in like um who do delivery service and stuff, freelancing. So, so that really helps as well. It also helps a lot with like the way we, we do grocery and like mm-hmm. the price because her house has done this before. Like the grandma was just like teaching us and stuff. Um, so yeah, that, that helps a lot. And I think, I think the most helpful thing is, I guess it's technology itself because I, I think I know so little about like software development or website development. But then because there are providers that make this so easy, so it's still possible for me who don't have a background in this to navigate it and actually create like a e-commerce website. Um, I think I think that helps a lot. And I'm like the tech person of the the project, um, so I got a little pressure to like to know how to navigate this. But it, it helps a lot. I, I use Weebly actually, um, and it's it's really easy to use. Although it's limited sometimes because you not, cannot write code, but it, it helps. And Facebook yeah. as well. So, so now. It's yeah. really nice. Facebook is quite um, a good tool in Thailand, right? Because you, I remember when I was there, to, uh, that is the thing, almost like the news app, people use Facebook, right? Or is uh, that? Yeah, you can, you can say that. Yeah. Um, but the, the customers that we work with, they're mostly expats. So, okay. so they might not be us. Um, addicted us Thai people, but Thai are so into Facebook. Yeah, um, yeah. I I feel like Facebook helps connect us a lot because also um, the fact that I lived in Bangkok before and have access to communities in Bangkok, it helps us to like just basically raise awareness about our our brand and lots of I guess like eighty ninety percent eighty five percent of people. That shop at our store come from Facebook. Okay. Um, yeah. So you also used Facebook AdWords to like share that you're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And that's also where I guess expats found you. Then so you main you say the main customers are expats, and then they find find you there. Yeah. I mean, I also work a lot to reach out to them as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not using your personal network. How do you actually keep it? you know, coronavirus friendly, how, why can't people go out and do their own groceries? Um, I guess the first thing is people might be afraid to take the risk to go shop themselves. Um, so they would prefer to have things delivered to their houses. And uh, we also take it really seriously to protect ourselves as well when, when, we, when we go out there and, and try to deliver all the produce to, to customers. We just like make sure wash your hand on touches, don't touch our faces, um, and stuff like that. Trying to not get in crowded places too much. Although you can't really you can't really escape that though because I mean we, we do still shop for some items in fresh market in Bangkok because just because we wanna make sure that we have variety of items for people to shoot from and it's so crowded mm-hmm. but, but we also like make sure that we we protect ourselves 
in those areas as well. Um, I'm going back, what, have you noticed a big effect then on rural communities, not just with the markets and food produce, but tourism you mentioned as well? Has that been a huge impact? So, um, so I work in community-based tourism and the community that I worked with before I started Happy Grocers. Um, so it's still really small, which means that people who work in the tourism, they have like other day jobs as well. So our community is not affected by um, the corona that much because they also have their own business or, or other things to earn money from. Um, but then, but like the majority of people in Thailand, they rely on mass tourism. So they got hit really hard. And the Chinese tourists, they account for like, I think the biggest uh, chunk of the people that come to, to travel in Thailand. So for those business that rely on Chinese tourists, they get hurt so much. Um, so yeah, Thailand basically lost a lot of money during the coronavirus because we rely so much on tourism. But I think it's a good thing though. I think it's something that really provokes us to think about like what are some of the things that, that we can rely on besides tourism, like agriculture, for example, that is also something really fundamental. And although the crisis that can still um, work. So you're saying, is that also then, I, I don't know. So you're hoping that, are you generally hoping that the country will became, become more self-sustaining then? And that agriculture is more cherished and like, you know, known for um, what, how important it is? I mean, Thailand is always known for, for, for our food um, business though, like agriculture and stuff. Um, I think what I hope for more is more of like how how we how we do tourism because I I really don't like mass tourism in terms of how destructive it is to the environment and I feel like if oh I hope that this crisis would really provoke people to re-strategize on how they do tourism um, that doesn't rely too much on like mass and fast and like destructive like this um because i i do believe that maybe or i hope that people might not be so so into masterism anymore because it's just put a big amount of people in one place mm -hmm. and uh, yes, that that could be one of the points that really provoke people to to think about how to do that differently um but yeah i i hope more on like on um the tourism side um i think the other thing i hope for would be would be for for customers to have more channel to connect directly to the farmers mm -hmm. because um i mean food delivery is like a big thing in bangkok as well okay better um and there are so many providers that do grocery delivery as well um but not many provider that actually works directly with Thai farmers mm. or like or farmers that have access to this service are like farmers are already like rich if mm, you say okay. it that way yeah or would people like to promote um organic farming yes they like to purchase organic fruit 
no, no, I don't think there is any organic food, organic vegetable. Um, but then I think people kind of forget to look at the fact that the fact that if a farm can afford to become organic, it means that they would not be poor. So the farmers that actually need that the help to connect directly with the customers are, are those that still cannot afford to become organic. And if you really want to help support farmers, I think I think it makes more sense to actually work with the people that cannot all go organic right now, but then support them to the point where they have enough resources to become organic. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, I hope that people would like understand that fact more. Maybe I, we, we should like do some something to to share this information with more people. Why why is important to to support like safe grade vegetable from farmers that are not connected directly with the with the market right now. Yeah. Like in 2017, we worked with a, a farm in the northeast of Thailand, and we just like. We all come with like this idea, oh, we should all go all in because it's good for the environment, good for the for the customers. But then when we actually sit down and talk to the farmers, they they just share with us that that is it's not impossible uh, it's not possible for them to do it now because they don't have the tools and the resources to to just take the risk of having their vegetable to not reach the standard. Because when you do organic, you don't put any like fertilizers and stuff, right? Mm -hmm which means that there's a risk for, for, the, for the produce to not be beautiful enough or reach, reach the standard. But then if they do regular farming, they can be sure that at this time, they would be able to, to produce specific things that they, that they started to ensure that th their, their family would have um, access to whatever that they sell. Um, as in like, they would make sure that they get money at the end of the for a period yeah. and that's yeah. more important than than just like being organic for them yeah maybe you can spread that message that would be a good side effect of your whole business and hit business there yeah, yeah. also gonna so because i my my background is in social entrepreneurship and all my friends also did social entrepreneurship as well i think that it would be helpful for us to share our knowledge in in the development sector to the people so that understand more on how they can contribute to to social change in yeah. their everyday action <laughs> I, like I love that. that you're taking this negative situation of the global pandemic and really flipping it on its head and saying no we're gonna use this for positive change show maybe the right path forward I, I love it I think it's so great I'm always so inspired when I know what you're up to I'm like wow Thank you well. Even no Dutch. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And also it's it's just incredible how you have this network. Mm -hmm. And in this way you just really get things done very fast. And you know, if you have like knowledgeable people that all have the have a similar background, know how to solve problems, but also, you know, people all over the place. Um th that's great that you had the support and could start so fast because the situation is really fast paced. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm so grateful for the for the community that we are part of. Without them, we we are not going to be able to do this. Mm. Um, but but again, we it's not like we know like the solution to this. We also learn a lot along the way as well. 
and that's how you grow yeah you've got to learn along the way <laughs> but other than working then so you have this big chunk of your time now I suppose is focused on business and growing but other than working how are you spending your time <laughs> like is there anything <laughs> you hope to achieve while you're at home more or she's laughing she's is like anything I'm working all the only <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, apparently, I'm just going to be honest that the past th three weeks, my brain is full of my business mm -hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's really early and you just cannot stop thinking about it if you, if you started. Mm -hmm. um, I also try to do some other things to get my brain of this as well. I actually started learning Dutch. <laughs> oh, how exciting. Nice nice um, but why? Yeah. why why would you pick dutch why? yeah um i think it's i chose dutch because i actually like i just want to have something else to think of okay. but i chose dutch because i i do have friends that i can talk to in dutch yeah nice so yeah it's always good yeah <laughs> it sounds like i don't have a life the listener can be like oh she doesn't do anything else at all Oh, okay. What else do I do? I run, actually. Okay. Actually, the other day, I, I decided to run, like, across Bangkok. <laughs> I did, like, six kilometers, which sounds small for you guys, probably. Which but, like, sounds big for me. So much. <laughs> Huge. Wow. I'm, like, praising you. <laughs> Wait, how, um, what's the temperature in Bangkok right now? I guess, like, 34 yeah super hot and then six kilometers well done i'd say <laughs> it was just like i was so bored and i got lonely i'm like texting my friend hey i'm gonna come over now i just started to run and the fun part is that so i, I started running at like um probably like six no seven hanging out with my friend's place for a bit and the curfew is at 10 right i decided to go home at 9 30 and I could not find any transportation to go home at all. And the last 15 minutes, I found a motorcycle taxi. I was just like, please take me home. And he just like brought me home really quickly. But that was so fun. It's like, it's like this lockdown thing kind of prevented us to have adventures for such a long time. And it was like, that was so fun. <laughs> It's the Imagine. excitement in your life, <laughs> trying to escape the you. 40,000 baht. <laughs> That's what happens if you start being bored, sorry. <laughs> no, how is it, are like these taxi drivers and things, do they also have to be home by 10? Yeah, is everybody. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I hope he made um, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you're learning Dutch, you're going for runs. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. That's, and you're doing a business full time. So I think yeah. that's, Which that's enough on your plate right now. I even dream about my business. <laughs> really? Well, you need to maybe learn how to switch off a bit. Like give yourself an hour, you know, every morning and afternoon. Relax. I need help. <laughs> no, that's just normal. That that that's what happens if you're into a big project at first. But I think I think looking at what you did and hearing from how you're doing and how you're dealing with it sounds pretty good. Still, I, I hope that you know. Yeah, and all the friends Thank you're you working with, that. I hope they're giving you like a break moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for joining the podcast. I think this was 
really inspiring. I'm leaving this like with a huge smile on my face thinking, <laughs> what business am I going to go start now? <laughs> I just want to do something. <laughs> um, I have one last question. How old are you actually? I don't think you mentioned I'm 23. it. I'm 23. 23. Nice. Huge inspiration wow. <laughs> for all of us. There is something we all can, can do. Yeah. 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 Have I guess if there's something that I could leave for the audience for the mm -hmm. podcast, I guess, I guess I can really see that, that the social distancing and the lockdown can really make us feel um, worthless, I guess. Yeah. And com contributing to the community really, really helped us a lot to feel better about just things around us because we get to contribute to other people. And it just, it just makes us feel happier. I guess if, if you look for like somewhere or like how to, how to contribute to the community, I guess you can just start looking around yourself and, uh, and start to look at just like one aspect of anything around you just to make other people like be happier or provide access for, for people to something because you know some people or like the technology you can do that. I guess it's, it doesn't always have to be a huge project like uh, delivering food. It could be just like reaching out to people you love and, and just basically start a conversation. Just, just Yeah, I mean, there, there are people who just like look at me and be like, oh, I, we are never gonna have that chance to start a business during this. But I guess it could be as easy as calling your mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true, I think, yeah. What a great message <laughs> to leave it with. Yeah, certainly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice, Mo. Thank you so much for the positive vibes you brought to this podcast. It's been great. Thank you. Wait, how do you say, how do you say, how do you say you're welcome? I should leave? Yes. I should leave. Dutch lesson Please number one. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Stay safe and stay sane. You'll hear from us next time. Bye, guys.